Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch, and welcome to Overcast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you latest insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this episode, we're going to focus on the whole area of external parasite control at this stage of the season. And to do this, I'm joined by Morgan Lean from Biomedia. Morgan explains the various control options that are available from topical applications to injectable treatments, and we finish up discussing plunge dipping in more detail. Morgan explains why each of these are suitable for treatment, the correct procedure, and their limitations. As plunge dipping provides the most comprehensive treatment option, we discuss best practice when it comes to dipping, getting the most out of it, safe use of the chosen product, and its disposal afterwards. We finish up discussing the availability of mobile plunge dippers who are currently providing the service nationally. We start off, however, with Morgan explaining what the main external parasites that can be an issue for flocks at this stage of the season. At the present time in sheep, uh, there's a lot of movement around from farm to farm. People are building up their, their flocks, gathering in the, 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 the O's for breeding. And with the movement around, there's a huge risk of sheep scab, which is widespread throughout the country, spreading onto the farm that the farmer may not have had before. And with that, um, autumn treatment is a standard practice and very good practice to eliminate that threat. In the process, you're also eliminating the threat of lice, which cause scratching and itching in sheep and sheep on the back later in the year. And of course, ticks and keds, which affect thrive. So there's certainly, you mentioned like there's a biosecurity risk with sheep coming in from sheep scab, but even on farms, lice at this time of year can potentially be a problem, and particularly later on, maybe during that housing period as well. Yes, lice tend not to be as big a problem in summertime after shearing, but the, as the fleece grows, they the, the, the tend to increase in numbers and they, they build up over the season. Just in terms of control options, Morgan, um, you know, I suppose we have we have topical control options for some of them conditions out there. There's some injectables have been used previously, and of course we've the dips. But maybe first, if if you take us through some of the topical control options that are on the market. Okay, um, starting as there's a, a couple of poron alternatives using cyclometrin and deltametrin in in different forms, all of which are applied to the skin and will effectively deal with ticks, uh, lice in particular. Some of them will will have a good effect on kids as well, but they'll have zero effect on sheep scab. And uh, of course, uh, the zero effect on blowfly strike, but the threat of blowfly strike has actually gone down at this time of the year. The weather has gone poor, but from the point of view of uh, ticks and and, and uh, lice, they're quite effective. The important thing to remember with the poron treatments is that they should be put down onto the skin. It's not good enough just to put them on top of the wool. So divide the wool or push the nozzle of the gun down into the wool and get it onto the skin. That's going to be a bit different than what most farmers would have used early in the year for blowfly. The nozzle that they use now at this stage of the year is is different on the applicator. That is correct. That's very important to remember. What you're putting on is a pinstripe uh, flow of uh, product down onto the skin. With blowfly, it's spread wide on top of the wool. Uh, using a fan spray nozzle, so you use a, a, a pinstripe nozzle like like a jet and direct it down onto the skin. So the application method is just as important as the product itself in some ways? 
it is every bit. It is a, you can use a very effective and very good product, but use a, the incorrect application method and it's, it's probably worse than useless because you think you've done the job and you haven't. Um, now, I did mention there that neither, uh, none of those poron products are effective against uh, sheep scab. And indeed, uh, that is quite clearly nominated on the label. They're not designed for the job, so they're not for the job. And if you're buying in sheep at this time of year, sheep scab can be an issue. So there is a possibility of injecting against sheep scab. Some farmers like to take that option for convenience, but it's a very uh, difficult um, thing to get right because you must inject every single sheep following the label directions and um, you have to remember that you're not going to do the lice and you're not going to do the kids you're only going to do sheep scalp plus you're going to do worms but uh, it's probably the wrong time of the year to be treating worms so you're you're treating your sheep on the farm for worms when they shouldn't be treated, which has given rise to questions about increasing the risk of resistance worms occurring on your farm. It, 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 yeah. look, it, it, it was a very widespread control method out there. I did mention here and there that it's difficult to do. It, it's, it's crucially important to do it correctly, and a lot of farmers don't. You, with ivermectin products, you must treat um, the, the, the flock together and uh, treat them a second time seven days later and the seven days later is crucial because the first injection won't kill all the scab because a number of scab uh, stages are not feeding at that stage and when they're not feeding they don't get the, the active ingredient and accordingly they bypass and by the time they start feeding the active ingredient has gone down and uh, they, they 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 carry on. So you'll see if you treat sheep that are obviously affected, you'll see an improvement. But you'll be back to square one very very quickly, as the the, the scab might multiply and go back around the thing again. And more, a lot of people skip the second injection, and it's worse than useless again to do that. There is um, an option with uh, Dectamax to do with the, the full uh, one one shot, but the dose rate is, is slightly higher than the ivermectin injection. So I think the most important thing is whatever product you use, you must follow the label directions to to, uh, to the letter to get good control. And no more than the topical sprays, the application or the implementation of that is, is vital to get the efficacy from it. Look, it is, yeah. It's a difficult thing to ensure that you dose, you, you inject every single sheep. But if you inject one sheep into the wool and not into the, into the body, that sheep is not treated and that sheep is now a carrier. So it, it, it on two folds then has its limitations, one from a development antibiotic resistance point of view, but also in terms of correct application. If it to move to if it to move towards dipping as a more effective maybe control measure, yes, it's big advantage over the two previous ones we outlined. Well, the single dipping is a single only method that will control all sheep parasites in a single process. So you're going to get lice, ticks, keds and sheep scab in one single dipping. And there's also a residual effect with the dips. That's when, when you dip properly, you'll have protection. So when you let your sheep back out on your, on, on your own farm, if you have sheep scab living off the, the sheep, the, the, the sheep will not become reinfected because the sheep scab uh, will die before the dip becomes ineffective. 
Uh, it's the only single method to do all jobs. And you, uh, you've mentioned it there already, and it's a common theme with all these application methods. The correct procedure for dipping is just as vital, both maybe in terms of prepping the sheep, but also in the correct use of the dip. Would you take me through some of the key points there on that on correct procedure for dipping? Certainly. Um, the first thing, uh, dipping is, is straightforward. People think it's uh, foolproof, but it is, it is not. The, the farmer goes to the bother of gathering a sheep and uh, paying for the chemical and maybe paying for help to get them in and so forth, and then takes the shortcuts. Now, first and most important thing that I want to emphasize with dipping is it's a job that involves taking your time. First thing is gather the sheep and let them rest for a moment to, to um, empty out so that they're not dirtying the bat completely from the work go. Then make up the bat with clean water, clean out the bat, make it up with clean fresh water, spring water preferably, and add the chemical to the bat. You must add the correct amount of chemical. So you must know the size of the bat before you do that. It's not a case of guesswork. Add the correct amount of chemical as per the directions. There's three or four uh, dipping uh, products on the market and they're of different strengths. So you need to, to know the correct dilution rate. And then you you uh, proceed to dip the sheep. You should pick a, 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 the sheep should be dry. Let them empty out a little bit. And uh, a cool, uh, dry day, help the sheep up through the bat and then let them swim around. Take your time. You must give them a minute in the bat. It takes a long time for the the active the water the wash to get through the grease in the wool to get down into the skin. Sheep are out in mountains in the the, the wettest weather that we can get in Ireland, and they don't pass any remarks on it because they they feel lovely and warm. Water doesn't get into the skin that easily. You must give them a minute in the bath, and in the process, dunk the head under twice so that you get the dip in around their ears and back of the ears, and the full body is covered with the dip because you can have scab mites hiding in the fold of the skin there, and it'll take that time to get in around there to ensure that you've all the sheep done properly. So give them the minute in the bath, and in that process, you have time to dip them back stand back, look at them for, for a, a moment and then before the minute is up and then release them and let them, when, when they, they go out of the bat, leave them to drain back into the bat because they lose quite a lot of dip and you don't want the dip wash to disappear now. So let them drain off before you release them to the field. So that 60, a minimum 60 seconds and ensuring that they're fully immersed at least twice in it. You just touched on something else. In terms of the dip being taken out of it, and you mentioned about the run back, and that's very important. Yeah. Replenishing that dip, like I'm thinking if a large flock is going through it, the concentration will probably get a bit diluted. The need to go back in and replenish it, particularly where you're doing larger numbers, how often should that happen? And how important is it? It's, it's uh, replenishment of dip is, is crucially important. Uh, if you think about what's going on, you, you, you realise how closely important it is. You're sending the sheep out into the into the environment, into the field, with a level of protection. The level of protection comes from the active ingredient being absorbed onto the wool. Okay, so in that situation, the the uh, sheep are actually stripping active ingredient out of the bat and making the solution weaker. 
and in, in that uh, process it's designed to, that will add uh, extra dip to the bat every 36 sheep with with uh, with our uh, diazinan dips every 36 sheep 180 mils of active ingredients added to the bat and to top it back up with, with water at the same time and that maintains the strength of the bat and the calculations are all done to, on the basis that you have an a minimum level of concentration of active ingredient in the bat at all times so that the sheep are fully protected. Now, as the bat wears out, by constantly topping up, uh, as I say, every every 36 sheep with 180 mils, but then you come to a point where you must empty the bat and start again. And that point is one sheep dipped per two litres capacity of the bat. So if you have a 200-odd gallon bat or a 1,000-litre bat, you can dip a flock of 500 sheep, but at that point you stop topping up, you empty the bat and you start again if you're moving on to the next 250 or, or, or whatever, uh, depending on the size of your bat. And that maintains the strength of chemical in the bat at a level that the sheep get enough chemical to, to, to protect them going out. So there's two factors involved. Topping up on a regular basis, every, every 36 sheep, 180 mils, and then don't over overdo the capacity of the bat. Just okay. when you like you mentioned chemicals there, and I suppose the other vital element, and it needs to be emphasised again: correct health and safety procedures using PPE when you're doing it and protecting yes. equipment. Like the, it is important; yeah. it's not something to be overlooked. No, it, it, it is. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, it's very important. Uh, you know, after all, it's your own health that you're that you're protecting here. Uh, I'll, I'll go back to just starting at the, when I mentioned putting on this the the porons on the sheep. Uh, if the, the farmer needs to use uh, uh, plastic gloves to, to not not to take the chemical onto your hands and, and be absorbing it yourself. In the case of dipping, your full protective gear, waterproof bib, uh, leggings, uh, Wellington boots with the leggings outside the Wellington boots. You don't want the Wellington boots filling up with dip. And uh, face shield when you're handling the concentrate so that... Um, because the concentrate, of course, is, is you don't want splashes of that on your skin at all at, at, at any time, and uh, good quality nitrile heavy heavy duty gloves, and I should add here too, uh, a proper dipping pole should should be an aluminium handle or plastic handle pole, not a wooden handle, just because it's absorbing the dip. You don't want to be coming in contact with the dip, and also. Avoid handling the sheep for some weeks after uh, dipping. If you have to handle them within three or four weeks after dipping, wear protective clothing as well. And don't shear the sheep for several months after dipping. So if you're, uh, just keep away from the chemical oneself, reduce your exposure to it is, is the key message there. Again, follow the label directions. And just like, okay. it's, it's another very valuable point to bring up on that. Disposal of the dip after use is another area which look it has its own potential risk. But the correct procedure for doing that, Mark. Yeah. Okay. Now, as far as disposal of the dip, as we said earlier, dipping is a fantastic tool for one-off treatment of external parasites. But there is a danger to the environment, and we don't want any uh, threats like that because we as the farming community, we run the risk of, of losing these products from our armory if if the if we don't 
use them properly and handle them correctly. And that comes into disposal of the day. There's a, a couple of factors involved to protect the environment, really, is what we're talking about here. Allow the sheep to drain off in the draining pen after they're, they're, they're actually dipped, until they stop running dip and dripping off dip. That that means the sheep aren't going out. Keep them away from stream and forwards. Don't let them walk across streams and forwards. And then when it comes to disposal of dip, it's very simple. To, to, to remove the dip from the dipping, dipping tub, dilute it down with slurry or water and spread it on, on land. It should be spread at um, maximum uh, 400 gallons, 450 gallons per acre. And to get that low rate, you have to dilute by three or more to one, which is quite easy because most of the slurry tankers used in nowadays are quite large. And if you add it to slurry, uh, you, you'll automatically dilute it in the tank and spread it out over a considerable length of land, five or more metres away from water courses. Keep it well out in good land away from water courses and so forth like that. And uh, you should actually keep livestock away and not graze that land for a month after after spreading the dip as well. Now, if conditions are such as they are at this time of year, where you can't spread, where the ground is too wet and this kind of thing, just added the waste dip to a, a, a cattle or sheep slurry tank and leave it there. It'll, it'll, it'll break down in the tank with the organic matter and it'll be mixed in and it'll be automatically diluted and it can be spread later on. Just maybe as a final point, like there is a number of um, service providers providing mobile dippers around the country now, which is something that has yes. often in recent years. And it does provide an alternative for farmers there as opposed to maybe having to use their own dip tub or certainly put in a dip tub? Yeah, there's a number of people uh, providing that service and in fact they've uh, increased in numbers in recent years and they've uh, found that the number of sheep that they're putting through year on year is increasing as well. Um, two very uh, sophisticated units that that uh, have lifting mechanisms for dipping the sheep, making it easier, and they can put through a lot of sheep in a small number of time because they have tanks that that can handle eight or ten sheep at a time, three thousand liter tanks. Now um, <clears throat> they can go to to from location to location, which makes it convenient for the farmer, and they will move the dip to for for disposal as well. So there's a great option there. And as to some extent, our skilled yeah. operators are familiar with replenishing dip and all the different aspects we just yeah. discussed. And we, we have a website there, sheepdipping.ie, where you you know people that have plunge dip bats that that are, are known to us doing the job properly, we, we, we list them up there so people can find somebody that's local to them. And as I say, I know there's a couple of operators with, with uh, uh, good tanks that are prepared to go anywhere in the country. So it's another valuable, okay. it's another valuable service to say that. It is. Morgan, thanks very, very much for your time and your insights on the whole area. You're very welcome, and thanks for the opportunity, Kira. Okay, we'll have to wrap things up at this point. Again, some very useful information from Morgan in that podcast, and would like to thank him for taking the time to be with us. One key thing in any of the treatment options that are there: know the limitations, what correct procedure in using them, applying them, whether it's injectable, whether it's topical, or whether it's plunge dip, is key to their efficacy and getting the most out of the product because there's a cost involved, but there's also labor costs involved in any options. So best practice is necessary. And again, use of PPE when we're using any of these products is essential. 
I will include a link to the list of mobile sheep dippers in the description of the podcast. Um, it's useful. You can find one working in your own region and make contact with them should you choose to go down that route. That's it for this episode. Again, for any updates from the Sheep Program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chaga Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and listen in to any of our episodes.